The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Indie authors now wear more hats than ever as we strive to create a career full of meaning, prosperity, and potential. We've juggled the demands and continue to be rebels in the face of adversity. Now, after years of hearing the shouts of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. Now, this week, I want to dive in to a really awesome interview that I'm having with the creators of the anthology, Turning the Tide. Now, this is a project that I'm actually personally involved in, but I didn't even know some of the details that I found out through the course of interviewing Sonia Sargent and Anthony Strong. They are a husband-wife duo that is in the process of creating this anthology that is all about supporting the humanitarian efforts for the war in Ukraine. I don't know about you, but for me, it's been a very tumultuous time because as heart-centered individuals, as people who are seeing what's going on in the world, we have a couple of choices, right? We have the ability to look at the things that make our heart hurt and try to make them better, or we have the ability to kind of tune out a little bit and not look so much at the things that we do not want to perpetuate in the world. So we have choices. And sometimes that choice to not look at the thing that is bringing us down or making our vibe kind of dwindle or hurting our hearts, it's still a tough one because you feel like you're not doing enough. And so when I got tapped by Sonia to be a part of this anthology, it lit me up in a way that I didn't realize I was feeling like I was missing. Hopefully that makes sense because it was like I didn't know what to do in order to put my energy towards the good that can happen from the conflict that is going on over in Ukraine. And so she has gone through and vetted a few different 501c3 nonprofit organizations that are dedicated to the humanitarian efforts happening over there, some of them dealing with animals, some of them dealing with the like hospital efforts. So for me, when I was invited into this anthology, it was like my heart expanded. I felt like, yes, this is the thing that I can be doing to benefit, you know, the good in the world, the change that we want to see in the world. And so of course, I jumped in on it immediately, because it just felt like the right thing to do. And I am so thrilled to be a part of it and, and to have been asked by Sonia to be a part of this team. Now, what was interesting is that I met Sonia and Tony, uh, geez, it must have been a year ago now, or almost a year, when I was actually presenting for the Bayou Writers down in NOLA, so New Orleans. My friend Paul Heingarten, he introduced me to his writing group, which is this Bayou Writers group. 
And I got to meet both of these amazing individuals there. And so they happened to think about me a year later after I did this presentation for their group. And it was just like such a a divine providence type situation. And so for those of you who are following my millionaire author uh, mantra, my millionaire author destiny uh, stuff, I, I don't even know how to call it or how to describe it at the moment. But if you're following that stuff, I really do believe that we call into us the the things that are meant for us because of our our desires and the things that we put into our vibrational escrow, as Abraham Hicks calls. And so for me, it was like, I wanted to be of service. I wanted to do something that was good and that I didn't understand or know how the best way to do it. And to be able to marry up my love of writing and what I do for a living through my fiction with being able to help the humanitarian efforts, it was just such an incredible and and wonderful thing. So I am so thrilled, like I said, to be a part of this anthology. But I'm also here to do this interview because I want all of you to see, number one, that when you are a part of something bigger than yourselves, you can actually move mountains as well. Some of the things that you do, some of the things that you're involved in can be of tremendous help of starting some super change in your world. And so don't be afraid to join into things and to be a part of things that are bigger than just one person because it can do such good in the world. Number two, when you put up those rockets of desire or you're putting up those wishes of what you want to see in this world and how you want your life to live, don't be surprised when they show up unexpectedly because they do. And that's how this one came about for me. It was just such an unexpected, wonderful surprise. And so I am so thrilled, like I said, to be a part of this anthology. There is something like 34 of us so far in this amazing mystery thriller and dark fantasy anthology. And so So without further ado, I am going to let this interview speak for itself as we speak with Sonia and Anthony. Well, thank you so much for being on the Author Revolution podcast. I am so excited that you're here, Sonia and Tony. I talked a little bit in the intro about how I got involved, how we met, um, how everything kind of came together. But could you tell my audience a little bit about who you guys are and what you write and what you do? Sure. Sure. Well, we write, uh, we, we, we do two different genres. We write supernatural thrillers under the Anthony M. Strong brand. And then we have just started uh, straight mystery thrillers under a new pen name, A.M. Strong. And those are more in the vein of a David Bardocci or though maybe a cross between Bardocci and Jeffrey Deaver. So they're they're still dark. They still have have some um, dark elements in them, but they're they're not supernatural. They're they're straight mystery. So so we've got both of those going on right now, uh, and of course the um, anthology for Ukraine that we're putting together as well, uh, which which encompasses people from from various different genres. That's awesome. And Sonia, how about you? Well, I'm just mostly the, the backup person. I, um, I do all the backend stuff for our little, uh, I guess, publishing company. I do the, the marketing. I'm the initial editor before it goes off to another editor. We plot most of the stories together for everything. So, that is so really I call cool. myself the grunt. <laughs> ah, the grunt. 
You need a better name. You should be like the the back end queen or I like, have another name, but I'm not gonna say it on the I, 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 I call her the boss. The boss. He calls me the boss. There now you I go. call our dogs the boss, but you know. Yes, <laughs> you, somebody works for somebody. Everybody works for everybody here. Yes, that works. That works. Everyone's the boss at some some point in the, the whole fiasco, right? Right. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so Anthony talked about it a little bit briefly, but let's talk about turning the tide and kind of where this concept came from and like, what, what was the, how did the origin story come about for this anthology? Well, I mean, the funny thing is we, it was on our, on our anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were um, uh, out to dinner and I had received an email earlier that day from um, some animal charity that I give to, we have, I, I should say back up a little bit and say that we have uh, two dogs and they're both rescues and um, animal rescue and animal charities are, are something that's really close to my heart. And I'm super, super passionate about uh, back before the, the uh, book writing was a thing. I used to have a pet product company and I oh. um, created uh, a line of bamboo, organic bamboo dog collars and pet products. And then I gave uh, 10% of all the profits to various charities that were doing, um, doing things for the environment and animals. So anyway, I've, I've sold that. Uh, that was a, a while ago, but, but um, cool. charity and, and pet charity in particular has always been a passion of mine. So anyway, I had received an email earlier that day from um, some pet charity that we give to, and they had mentioned this, this company, um, this organization called the Harmony Fund and the Harmony Fund uh, was going into Ukraine and rescuing all of the abandoned pets and getting food to um, the people that had taken their pets and were displaced from their homes. And they'd gotten uh, over three tons of food to animals in need and the, you know, the humans, um, you know, who were taking them with them. And, and when I started to read about it, um, I really wanted to do more to help. You know, we, of course, donated, but I wanted to be able to donate more than we could afford to donate yeah. because- right it's such a uh, worthy cause and it's such a terrible tragedy. So I was talking to um, Tony about it over dinner, this, this harmony fund. And, you know, he was like, well, you know, what can we do? We could use, you know, we could use our, our talents and, you know, see if we can raise more money. So what if we do something where we, you know, put something together and see if we can just raise more money for, you know, for the various, you know, charities, because this, uh, this war is absolutely terrible. And I think especially, um, you know, when it first was happening in February and March, I think everybody was shocked and, you know, feeling feeling really um, helpless and what we can do to, you know, make the situation better ourselves. So that's that's how it came around through through that. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. Do you have anything to add to that, Tony? Um, yeah, I mean, it really was a, a, an organic uh, idea it started fairly small and our original plan was just to to get together a couple of, of thriller authors and put together um, an anthology that way and then as we talked about it more it, it began to expand into other genres and uh, started to become more about supernatural and also 
like Sonia said, we got a couple of sci-fi authors in. So it, re it really did grow from a germ to become something a lot bigger. I think we've got, is it 35, 34 authors in now? I think we have 34 in 34. right now. And we're I still, was just we're still adding ask that to question. Go. Yeah, because it became more about, you know, where we were like, oh, we can do a thrill, you know, because, you know, you kind of go with your community first. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can go with thriller and, we, you know, know some authors. And But as we started expanding out, we wanted it to be more about the authors coming together to create something, um, uh, you know, meaningful, something that's going to change, you know, people's lives. Yeah. So we were able to uh, meet with other authors and expand out into other genres. And the thing is, I don't know very many people who only read one straight genre. I read everything from cozy mystery to thrillers, to supernatural, to hauntings. But not um, horror. I don't read straight no. horror. No, it's true. And he writes horror sometimes. So that makes it hard when I'm editing. I'm like, don't make it gross. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Not gruesome horror. Psychological. Go psychological. Yeah. <laughs> urban fantasy. I mean, I love urban fantasy. So there's there's a lot of, um, you know, we feel honored that we have been able yeah. to get so many wonderful people um, involved in this. And I'm really hoping that we can make a difference. Yeah. It's just, a, it's been amazing. I mean, just seeing that you've got some New York times bestselling authors in there. You've got some USA today, bestselling authors in there, we do uh, international yeah. bestselling authors, and then just some amazing authors who are up and coming in the, in their space. It's just, it's been incredible to watch it continue to grow. Like every time I'm like looking, I'm like, oh, I'm going, holy cow, last time there was like 28, now there's 32, and now it's 34. And so it's just like, this is so cool. It's just been Sometimes it's hard to get a hold of the, the people it though. Is. Like, well, um, if I can't find their information any other way, I'll join their mailing list and then um and then see if I can get the address that way. And then sometimes we have to also tag them on Facebook. It can be hard to to get through spam filters and um, you know, just just you know, reach all the people that we've been trying to, to yeah. get involved with this. I bet. I bet. But it's been, I mean, the fact that it's growing and it has snowballed into this big anthology, it's just been really kind of a, a neat thing to watch for, at least from my perspective, as someone who's writing a story to go into it, it's just been like, wow, I can't believe how cool it is that everybody's kind of coming together for this cause and willing to, you know, put in the effort for it. It's just, it's been such a, you guys and your brainchild, I guess, for this has just been incredible. It was such a neat thing to, to have it come about and have it explode the way it has. Thank you. Well, it's, it's, you know, I think it's also going to be a benefit to the authors above and beyond giving to charity because it's also an opportunity for all of these other people and their, um, you know, their fan base to, um, to buy the anthology and then discover some new authors Absolutely. to hopefully fall in love with. So, so I'm hoping it will be, you know, an additional benefit to everybody putting in so much hard work. As I well. agree. I agree. And it's just been neat to see, like, like you were talking about the difference of genres that were in there. Cause I think like you were saying, originally it was just going to be thrillers and it was going to be thrillers and mysteries and then a little bit of supernatural. And then it was fantasy and then it was dark fantasy. And then it was, yes. it's like, it's just continued to grow into this like really cool conglomeration. And so I don't know. I think readers who are, especially readers who are listening, who are looking for, you know, new, new breakaway authors or new avenues just to kind of see what they're interested in right now and be able to help such a great cause. This is such a great anthology to be able to get like involved with and start, you know, yeah. don't obviously donate their money to by purchasing the, uh, the book, but it's just and helping to be the change, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, we, we did the anthology by invite only. So everybody, um, everybody that we invited, uh, was was vetted, you know, everybody's writing was looked at. We wanted to make sure that the authors were all good writers, that they were all professional, that they were going to um, provide a great source of entertainment for anybody 
who yeah. buys the anthology. That was important to us too, to make sure that, that it was going to be like really well and professionally done. Absolutely. And you can tell too, I mean, it, I don't know how many people are already starting to market it. I know it's coming out soon. We'll talk about that in a second, but I've, I've noticed it's already gotten like uh, number one bestseller tags on Amazon. It's already been like high in the rankings. It's just been phenomenal already. And it's like, is anyone even talking about it yet? <laughs> I'm like, what's <laughs> happening here? This is so cool. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that it's gotten those tags already? Yeah. Well, I, I fiddled with the categories over the weekend and contacted Amazon to make sure that because when you put the book up, you know, you only get the three categories. So I, uh, I looked up all the other categories that it should be in and I contacted them. So that, that helped to make a difference. And uh, we started promoting it to our, our email lists and our readers and uh, we're most active on Facebook. Yeah. So we've started you know, promoting it to all of our Facebook people as well. And we're getting a, a really great response. And I even asked all, all of the, the readers to also please go and share it. Yeah. You know, let's get the word out. We, the more, the more that we can get the word out, the better, you know, the more, the more good we can we do. Get, the yeah. Better. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I and I never, it. we never usually do that. We don't do that with our, really? our readers. We don't No, We don't normally advertise ourselves. We don't normally, um, uh, ask them, you know, to, to also share or anything like that. It's the first time that we have ever done that. So. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Well, I've shared it in my newsletter already so far, obviously you're going to be on the podcast, go figure. And right. I I've heard, I was talking with Paul and he was saying, you know, that some of us are doing TikToks and I already have my TikTok like done and loaded. And I'm kind of waiting until we get a little closer to May to launch it it's in my nice. draft folder. But I'll be doing more, obviously, in the month uh, of May, because obviously that's when it's going to be launching, right? So let's right. talk about yeah. that. When, when is this book coming out? Um, the book is releasing on May 31st, and it is going to be available only through the month of June. Wonderful. So June 30th is the last day it will be for sale, yeah. and then it's it's going to be taken down, and then the story is redistributed to the authors to do with um, as they choose. Um, so it's only a short time anthology. Gotcha. So it's very limited edition guys. And so if you're hearing this and you want to support uh, this cause and want to support authors, get some new reads in your, uh, your Kindle or your Kobo reader or whatever you're reading on, it's going to be an amazing anthology. It's just really, it's been really cool. It will take Um, a while to read through, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned one of the nonprofits that you're recommending. Can you tell us which other ones you're recommending for the authors who are part of the anthology to donate to? Yes, I can. I printed it out so that I can sound like I know what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically the authors can (laughs) donate to whoever they want, you know, uh, whoever they see fit. But we had uh, looked up and researched some of the um, the charities that are going into Ukraine and are working hard to, to make things better. And we wanted to make sure, at least in the ones that we recommended, that the bulk of any donations are going into, um, into the actual work being done and not the top end, that they're all 501c3 for you know, US authors um, and all that. So uh, the Harmony Fund was the one that got it started for me. Yep. Um, another one that's a great one is UNICEF. USA. I don't know if, if you ever did this, but when I was a kid and we'd go trick-or-treating on Halloween, we used to have um, our little, you know, trick-or-treat bag. And then we'd also have like a little UNICEF box. I don't know if they still do that. I'm sure that they oh, probably cool. don't. We used to go. I've never heard of that. You never heard of that? Yeah. We, used to, we used to go trick-or-treat UNICEF. And what oh. it was, was they would give them to all the kids. Now I'm all, I'm 49. So, 
ancient. Um, but they used to give it with all the kids every year at Halloween to, to also go around and try to get, you know, like people to, you know, put in quarters or dollars or whatever for right. UNICEF. So we used to go around and every year, trick or treat UNICEF. So it was like a, it's, it's been a long running charity. Yeah. Um, but they um, specifically uh, try to help save and protect uh, the world's most vulnerable children. And they're rated one of the best charities to donate to. Less than 3% of every dollar spent goes to administrative costs, which I think is amazing. That is amazing. And then another one is MedShare. And MedShare's mission is to improve the quality of life for people in the planet. MedShare is dedicated to improving healthcare and the environment through the efficient recovery and redistribution of the surplus of medical supplies and equipment for those most in need. So they really focus more on the medical attention that people need. Absolutely. Um, Direct Relief Fund is... um, it's a humanitarian organization. It's active in all 50 states and more than 80 countries. And their mission is to improve the health and lives of people affected by poverty and emergencies. So they're going in there and helping um, with food and housing and things like that. And then another one that is specifically UK, because we have several UK authors, is the Disasters Emergency Committee. And they're helping to meet the needs of refugees and displaced people. Wow. Um, so those are all some really great charities that are that are working their butts off to... Yeah. Um, uh, to help make a difference and help make, make, you know, people's lives better over there right now. That's awesome. And I'll definitely make sure that in the show notes, if anyone's interested in taking a look at those charities and donating just straight out that they have access to all of them as well, so that they can just go ahead and, and check them out and, and do, do their part in a bigger way, even. So. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And all these, yeah. all, I was on the websites uh, yesterday. And on all of these uh, websites, they're showing, uh, you know, what they're doing and the difference that they're making and, you know, what they, what they've been doing as they've been going in there. So it's, it's interesting too. Oh, absolutely. That is so cool. Thank you so much for like vetting it and going through all that process in order to, to figure out which ones are really doing the best work. I think that's one of the fears that a lot of us have when you're kind of wanting to do something, but you're not sure how to donate to it. And you don't want it to go, like you said, to the top end and not to the people who really need it or the That's animals yeah. who really need it. Yeah. It, it becomes a, a bit of a struggle. And if you don't have the time, because we authors, you know, we're all headless chickens. <laughs> if you don't have the time to vet it or go through it, sometimes it feels overwhelming to even like, where do you begin? And so this, this list is really beneficial, I think, to a lot of people who are listening. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Yeah. And it's, it's one, I'm a researcher anyway. So, you know, like I said, I'm the back end grunt. So you know, I do all the, the back end stuff. And you are so wanted, much more than that. <laughs> we wanted to, so to much put more. this together. <laughs> Being fine. Um, but I do bring him his coffee. So there you <laughs> go. So you're the PA too? Go look at this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I wanted to make sure when we were going to get into this that you know we could recommend uh good, good, strong organizations, you know, where it would be most beneficial to people. So what made you guys think about like having the authors themselves donate it versus just like the author giving over the the royalties to you guys and that yes, everything that happens, just go ahead and donate. Like you choose the donation. I'd say that was really our accountant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we started, because we've never put together an anthology um, or a group of authors or anything. So when it came down to thinking, oh my goodness, there might be 30 to 40 people here. How do we take in the funds? How do we distribute it? We talked to a couple of uh, the the wonderful um, companies out there like draft to digital you know, they, they will a lot of times uh, take a book and then they'll send it out to uh, Barnes and Noble and uh, Kobo and all the other Google play and all that. I actually, I don't think they do Google play, but all they, the other ones, they, they do not. Yeah. Several yep. of them, they'll distribute it out and they also have a way of doing a royalty share um, so that it's split 
but we were unable to do that because uh, one of our strategies is to do a really heavy push for pre-orders so that we get it all, you know, kind of sewn up by the time it releases since it's only available for such a short time. Um, And they were unable to do Amazon pre-orders. So we ended up needing to put the book up for sale individually on every site ourselves. So when we spoke to our accountant, um, you know, he had suggested different ways of of doing this that was going to make sense. And we ended up settling on the basically putting it in our our accounts, setting it up and then distributing it when all the royalties come in, distributing it to the authors. Every author will get their share of it. Uh, split evenly, and then they can donate it. That way, they can also um, put it on their taxes as a, a contribution. And I think it also makes uh, make, makes it more alluring for the authors to be in, knowing that they can support the charity of their choice rather than having that decided for them. Right, right. Like, um, yeah, like my passion is our passion right, are, are, animals, the, are the animals, but, but somebody else you know, might really want to do something like UNICEF that really helps children or, um, or MedShare that does the, you know, that deals with like the medical side of things. So we wanted them to be able to also make their own choices on what was important to them to help. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I know for me, when I was first, because at my assumption, like when you were first talking about it to me, I was like, okay, that's great. Everything's going to be donated. And I, it didn't occur to me that we get to choose. And so when I found that, I was like, oh, now I got to dig more into these these different <laughs> charity organizations that you guys have put up. So I thought it was a really cool way of doing it because I've, I've not yeah. worked with an anthology like that. It's really neat. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about when the anthology is going to be available for my readers and all of your readers and everybody else's readers. So if they want to pre-order the anthology and help with the incredible efforts, where should they go? Well, they can go to any online retailer to place the pre-order if they go into Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Amazon, and just uh, put Apple. in Apple, yeah, um, put in Turning the Tide Anthology, uh, it should pop right up at the top. You can also include links, you know, with your with your um, podcast as well. We can send you the links over for all those different stores, and we do have a, a page on the West Street Publishing website that goes to the anthology, talks about it, and then it has all the links at the bottom where they can click on whichever store they prefer to buy it on. And that is uh, www.weststreetpublishing.com backslash anthology. Yeah. Great. That's wonderful. Now, if my readers or my listeners, my readers, same thing, I guess. My, if Hopefully my both. <laughs> right, both, obviously. <laughs> if my listeners um, want to find more about the two of you and what you guys are doing, where's a good place for them to go? Would it be that website as well? Just not without without anthology at the end of it? Or what's the best place? I, I think probably for us would be more the author website. Yeah. Which would, actually, we've got two of them. We've got uh, Anthony M., for michaelstrong.com and then we've got amstrongauthor.com yes and that depends on whether you want the supernatural stuff it would be anthony m strong or whether you want the uh straight mystery fiction and that would be amstrongauthor.com wonderful well that's awesome thank you guys so much for being here and for sharing more information about the anthology and all of the, the wonderful charities that it's donating to I know that my listeners are going to find it really fast, as fascinating as I did, because it's just been such a neat and I don't know, it's just been an inspiring group to already be a part of and, and know that your contributions, that your words are actually meaning something. So it just, yeah, thank you yeah. for all that. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having us on today. Absolutely. Thanks for being here.
Well, guys, I hope you found this interview to be inspiring and to help you to see just how powerful we as authors can be and how when we all come together for a collective good, we can do some incredible things together. Now, this anthology has come together in such a way that has been fast and powerful. And it's just been fascinating for me to watch from the back end of things where, you know, I got swooped up into the motion of it all. It all started because Sonia had this great idea. Anthony obviously got involved. All of a sudden, next thing you know, there are 34 of us jumping into this bandwagon, all wanting to do what we can to support the causes that Sonia has really vetted very well, because we we know that there's something something more that we can be doing with our creative efforts. And this is just one of the many ways that we can do it. So if you feel called to, I definitely encourage you to download a copy of Turning the Tide on any or all of the platforms that are out there. Honestly, the more that we can donate to this cause, the better to all of these causes, because there's actually five of them that they recommend, the better. And so, like I said, check it out on your favorite platform. If you want, you can also head over to the show notes for today's podcast episode. So head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 131. Not only will you be able to get the links to Turning the Tide, but you'll be able to get the links to the transcript and of course to Sonia and Tony's information as well. So thank you so much for listening today. I Like I said, I hope it inspires you. I hope that this concept is a, another way for us to be able to see just how powerful our words can be, how powerful our writing can be. And as we come together as a community of creative in- individuals, we can move mountains. We can do such amazing things and be a radical positive force for good. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week and go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.